Missouri Valley Conference. There's the championship for Evansville. And the Illinois State Richards are NCAA bound. The Indiana State Sycamores are tournament champions. Loyola Chicago, the tournament champion. And Missouri State is Missouri Valley Conference tournament champion. And you and I has won the Missouri Valley Conference tournament championship. The Southern Illinois Salukis are Missouri Valley Conference tournament champion. Balfo has won the game. A miracle. Hello, and thanks for listening to this episode of the Inside the Valley podcast on NBCSports.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and more. In this episode, we dive into the addition of Valparaiso University to the Missouri Valley Conference. Back in May, it was made official that the Crusaders will officially join the league effective July 1, 2017. The NBC President's Council voted unanimously to extend a membership invitation to Valpo, which, of course, was accepted, and the Crusaders will participate in all league-sponsored sports effective for the 2017-18 season. We will hear comments from Commissioner Doug Elgin on the process, what Valparaiso brings to the table, and more. And also, Paul Oren, beat writer from the Northwest Indiana Times, covering all things Valpo, will join as well. Right now, here's Commissioner Doug Elgin on the process, steps taken that led to Valpo joining the Valley, and some of the factors that determine membership. It's a huge undertaking, and I certainly commend Patty Vivrito and and Greg Walter and the other Missouri Valley staff members who aggregated data, dealt with a, a very, very complex travel schedule for the week of April 24 or 27. We visited four campuses in four days. And, and I just think there's a lot more than meets the eye when you're having meetings with board members at these, at these prospective member institutions, athletic staff, uh, obviously the presidents of, the, of those institutions. And I think we gathered a really strong uh, new perspective on the four institutions we visited. All were impressive in their own way. Um, it wasn't an easy decision to come up with Valparaiso as the one institution that we, that we would invite for the 17-18 competition year. Uh, and I just think that there is a, it was a very compressed time frame when you consider that we've only known for three weeks that we needed to uh, bring in a new member to get back to 10. I think the priority uh, factors really were men, the strength of men's basketball overall uh, and geography and location. And with that, travel efficiency and keeping the footprint of the Missouri Valley relatively tight so as not to increase travel costs. And I think with Valparaiso, you're talking about a team that's a, a program that's 65 miles from Loyola, would pair, pair up very nicely with them in a travel swing and certainly would be an easy destination for most of our schools to get to without much trouble or cost. The commissioner also tells us a little bit more about Valpo and how academics play a role in the process. I think it does. And one of the things that Mark LaBarbera, their, their athletics director, said on our visit was, we're not just trying to enter the Missouri Valley, we're trying to enter it as a leadership program, certainly in men's basketball. You look at who they've played outside the league. Last year, uh, Valparaiso beat Rhode Island for the second consecutive year. Rhode Island was ranked 21st in the country at the time. They also beat BYU and Alabama in a, in a multi-team event. And I think they're going to they're gonna work very hard to upgrade their schedule. They want to be in that at-large pool for consideration, as do other teams in the Missouri Valley, obviously. But I do think that they're going to be a, a great fit, and not only in men's basketball, but across the board and in all sports. They've continued to, to fund athletics in a, in a very appropriate and progressive way. Uh, they certainly have continued to be very strong in men's basketball, and they would have been in the top three or four teams in each of the five years, past five years, 
uh, in RPI rank. Uh, they, they have added positions. They've added a senior women administrator position and several development officers. Uh, and I think they're just better suited to take on the, the, the new challenges that the Missouri Valley will bring. I think it's, it's very important when you consider that in 2019-20, the NCAA will begin a significant distribution of revenues that are going to be based on academic success. The Valparaiso came out very well and their recent history in meeting the, 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 the thresholds of consideration for earning units, they would have earned units in each of the last five years. So I think that certainly is a consideration as we look uh, to, to possible new members of the Missouri Valley. And finally, MVC Commissioner Doug Elgin touches on the chances that the league might expand beyond 10 member institutions. I think the President's Council is leaving the door open for that, and they're encouraging it, actually. And I think over the next year or so, I think we'll continue to study expansion and the possibility that we might eventually, within the next, I think, 12 to 24 months, go to a 12-team model. Paul Oren is a sports reporter covering college basketball and Valpo athletics and prep sports for the Northwest Indiana Times. He also hosts his own podcast, Union Street Hoops, talking a lot about Valpo, which can be found online at NWI.com. And right now I am pleased to be joined by Paul Oren. Paul, you can uh, you're on Twitter as well, I believe, at NWI Oren. That's O-R-E-N. Paul, thanks for taking time to join me. How are things? Uh, you know what? This is a pleasure. I'm really excited. This has been, uh, you know, it was the worst kept secret for a while. And <laughs> yeah. now that Valpo's fully uh, in the Missouri Valley Conference, it's nice to get a chance to uh, meet everybody, you know, socially, digitally, all of that. I can't wait until the season starts when I can meet everybody in person. Absolutely. It is an exciting time whenever you have a new member uh, joining in the Valley. We had went through the same thing in 2013. We added Loyola. Uh, some fresh faces, fresh teams coming into the league, and uh, and now Valpo, which has a uh, a rich history and tradition in men's basketball. And we'll talk a little bit about that and, and get into uh, all things Valpo athletics uh, related. But I'm curious to know. So I referenced your podcast. I noticed you guys uh, on your most recent episode had head coach Matt Lodich on, who just recently completed his first season uh, as the head coach. And you guys talked about the move to the league. Uh, I don't want you to give away your entire show. I want to actually tease people to listen to that. Uh, but if you can, give us a little bit of what you guys talked about in that conversation. Uh, and also, what some of the thoughts are around Valpo and Northwest Indiana uh, about the move to the Valley? Well, you know, first of all, I thought that, that Coach Lodick had a great things to say. He's excited. He, he likes – he's a competitor. He likes a challenge. And this is an odd year for Valpo men's basketball because not only are they moving from the Horizon League to the Missouri Valley where there should be a, an uptick in competition, they're also doing it in a year where they're losing a very big senior class, perhaps the, the best senior class ever with Alec Peters, who, who should get drafted in the NBA here in a couple of weeks. And then, uh, you know, a couple other guys, Shane Hamming, Jabril Anacoya, these guys all have professional basketball careers ahead of them. And uh, so it's going to be, even if Valpo had stayed in the Horizon League, I think there'd be a big question as to how they were going to be. So I think what, what Coach Lodick is say, saying, and, and he references it on my podcast, is I, I like a challenge, and let's go out and, and let's do it. Let's go this year, and let's, let's, let's try to go in there and, and not just compete, but let's try to win the whole thing. And I don't know that they can do that year one, but I, I think you see a guy who's, who's very competitive. 
And in terms of the second part of your question, in general, I think people are very excited about the move. I think it brings in some teams like Evansville and Indiana State that Valpo has a rich history with, maybe not in the last 20 years or so when Valpo has gotten really good at basketball. But before that, it's been uh, those two teams, big rivals, Loyola, when Valpo went to the Horizon League, uh, got a chance to reinvigorate that rivalry. And there's been some good games with Missouri State, although they may not think that. Valpo has come out on top, including a great game a couple of years ago in the Bracket Buster where Dickie V came to the arc yeah. and bro- uh, broadcast the game between Missouri State and Valpo. Yeah, I was going to reference those two games. Uh, Valpo actually had uh, Missouri State and Indiana State on the schedule just this past season. Uh, both wins for Valpo, uh, uh, 84-81 win at Missouri State and an 89-71 win at home over Indiana State. Um, when you look back to this past season for the Crusaders, and you mentioned uh, the NBA quality players that will be graduating uh, there, I guess talk about what uh, the 2016-17 year was for Valpo uh, and how that team performed overall. Well, I think, you know, in a vacuum, it was a really good year. They beat a ranked team, Rhode Island, at home. First time they'd beat a ranked team and. and forever they had a a good wins over alabama and byu at a tournament in vegas it looked really good on paper but this will this will be a year of what ifs uh valpo had a chance to get their senior point guard back at the beginning of the year uh the ncaa ruled him that he'd he'd exhausted his eligibility that was keith carter they lost a transfer to clemson who by all accounts didn't want to leave but kind of got dragged out by his handlers, uh, lost a player in Jabril Atacoya midway through the season to a suspension from the NCAA that, you know, probably could have gone another direction. Uh, And then losing Alec Peters to a broken foot late in the season. Uh, They had a good year at times, but I think if you look back at this season, it's going to be a what if. That team that beat Indiana State and that team that beat Missouri State that team wasn't on the floor at the end of the year just because of, of the attrition of everything that took place by you know throughout the entire season. Yeah, as we know, seasons go up and down. You can the two teams we're referencing there in the Valley, Missouri State and Indiana State, you can look at them directly. Indiana State's a team that last year beat Butler at home and they had they were the epitome of up and down in our conference and Missouri State as well. Uh on paper thought to be competitive and then they had their struggles at times. Uh, and some very close games. That one with Valpo was a close one that they thought they uh, could have had uh, going down to the wire there. Um, jumping ahead to the future now, you talk about some players that uh, getting eligible back and who are returning for Valpo. Um, and this might be tough for you to answer, um, but you know this is time of year. We can sort of you know, do some prognostication, look ahead to, to what might be. Um, how do you think this team, this Crusader team, might stack up in the Valley, knowing that they have played some uh, – some NBC competition in recent recent years. I would put Valpo at a probably solid fifth place right now. Now, who are the four above them and who are the five below them? I'm not sure at the moment, but sure. it feels like middle of the pack uh, seems like would be a safe assumption going in. Um, Tavon Walker is going to be a senior uh, shooting guard for Valpo, great defender, uh, somebody who may really thrive now that he could become kind of the focal point a little bit of the team uh you know it has been alec peters in the past this will be an interesting season for valpo because it's matt loddick's second year but it's really his first year with a roster that he's put together 
Okay. Last year it was kind of like, you know, inheriting the family car. Let's try not to, to you know, get any damage on it. And, and look, and he was a part of the recruiting of all of those guys. He's been an assistant here for, for quite some time. But this year you feel like it's his car now. It's his show. These are all his guys. Um, Joe Burton is a transfer from Oklahoma State who's eligible this year after sitting out. Bakari Evelyn's a transfer from Nebraska who's eligible this year after sitting out. Those two high major players are going to come in and, and vie for starting roles right away. And these are guys that weren't in the program before Matt Loddock took over as the head coach. So I, I think good middle-of-the-pack finish would be would be good. I think anything higher than that is a bonus. Anything lower than that is, a, you know, did Valpo bite off more than they could chew kind of question. One of the things I've heard about uh, games at the Arc uh, is that it's a pretty tough place to play. That uh, one of the quotes I've actually heard is that you know it, it looks one you might think one way when you walk in there for a practice or you see it Absolutely. from the outside or inside, but in a game atmosphere, you don't want to be the visiting team there. How would you describe the yeah. game atmosphere there? Yeah, I think I mean it's it's a small gym, and I, I it'll be the smallest in the uh, in the conference, at least close to the Gentile Center. I know they've done some renovations. Uh, I, I would say that, yeah, it is, uh, it, it's daunting to teams because while it is small, it gets filled up. And I'll tell you, when, when Evansville and Indiana State and Loyola, when those teams come in, the, the community is going to get excited. The fan base is going to get excited. And, and, and the students are loud, particularly with, with, you know, if it's an ESPN or ESPN2 game, you know, everyone wants, to, everyone wants mom and dad to see them on TV. So it, uh, it, it is a loud place, and it's, it's a smaller place. Are there renovations that should be done to the building without question? That said, it's, it's a good college basketball mid-major arena. I think that's one of the things that sort of makes our league special. Uh, I don't know if you get the chance to travel around the league when uh, we get to the point of starting competition, especially league competition. Uh, but we do have those fans here that are diehard, that live and breathe with their uh, their teams and their institutions. And one of those examples right now, Missouri State, uh, on social media, is the team is the baseball team has made their way into the super regional. A lot of pride, uh, not a, a lot of league pride, actually. You know, from folks saying, you know what, this is one of our teams in our league that that can do this, and our our team can as well. You know, it's that's one of the things that always has made the Missouri Valley Conference special. Uh, and we see it every year at Arch Madness. And that, that um, a long way to get to a question about our men's basketball tournaments. One thing that is sort of a special thing for us here in the conference is our men's basketball tournament. Uh, just curious, you know, you know, that's one thing that sort of sets us apart. Uh, any thoughts there about what Arch Madness might be and, and the reception is from the Valpo community there? Well, I think that you saw the Horizon League two years ago made a move to have their tournament in Detroit, and they called it Motor City Madness. And I think everything they were trying to do was to model it after what the Valley has done. And I have heard nothing but great things about this tournament from an outsider's perspective here. I've always kind of enjoyed the fact that it's really the first tournament to get going. And it's got that championship day almost all to itself. And I'm excited. I'm, you know, if, if Valpo gets knocked out in the first day, I'm staying for the whole thing. Uh, St. Louis is a great city. I'm from Milwaukee originally, so I've got some thoughts on some of their baseball and their drinks of choice <laughs> there in St. Louis. That we'll keep those separate. Hold up to my, 
that they don't quite hold up to my neck of the woods, but I'm happy to go sample all of that. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I love the city and, you know, the, the passionate fan bases. I'm excited to see that. You know, the Horizon League was a special league, too. I enjoyed the Horizon League because it got into met, you got into big cities. Sure. But it's also, if you look at the teams on the Horizon League, and I said this when Valpo was in the league, so this isn't me, you know, trashing a league on the way out. Most of the teams in that league are the third, fourth, or fifth choices in terms of basketball in their market. Using Milwaukee, my hometown, uh, Wisconsin-Milwaukee, good basketball team, but they're behind the Bucks, the Badgers, and Marquettes in terms of relevance in the city. What I like about the Missouri Valley Conference is that for many of these programs, they're the biggest show in town. You go to Carbondale, you go to Springfield, you go to you know, all the different places, and Valpo fits in with that as well. So you're going to find fat, passionate fan bases, and I hope everybody from all 10 cities shows up in St. Louis and I uh, hope we have a great time. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it'll it'll, it'll be a little bit different this year. I'm excited to see how that goes. Um, and you brought up something and how you were excited to to visit Arts Madness. I was curious to know, uh, basketball aside, are there anything anything for you that you're looking forward to covering during Valpo's first year in the league? I'm just looking to get to each one of the schools, and whether that happens during basketball season or whether that happens during anything else, I'm just excited to to check out new new colleges. I'm I'm the kind of guy that when I go on vacation somewhere, I want to drive around the college campus of wherever I'm going. I just I love college towns. I love I love that aspect of it. In terms of other things uh, covering, well, I've you know I've followed all of the uh, all of the other fantastic Valley Beat reporters on Twitter, and uh, they seem to really enjoy the baseball tournament, and I'm I'm eager for that. I don't know what you guys are doing with these 9 a.m. starts that you all have, but uh, I guess, uh, you know, it's a badge of honor from what it looks like. Todd Golden, I think, uh, was at each one of those games. So I'm looking forward to that. I, I, I can't wait to, to be around all of the other beat reporters and the staffers of the Valley. One of the things about the Horizon League is because all of these schools were in bigger markets, there wasn't always a dedicated beat reporter that would cover these teams. And I'm excited now to get a chance to just be around other people who, who have the passion for sports journalism that I do. Yeah, we've got a pretty solid base of reporters that uh, have, have been great, great resources, not only uh, for us, and, and we try to be for them. So uh, you, we're, we're proud to bring you into that, that uh, unique family of, of Valley Riders. Uh, and as far as the 9 a.m. 9 a.m. baseball starts, I don't know what we're doing there, but I can tell you I really don't know what we're doing with some of the <laughs> – the late start times because of weather. Uh, the tournament this year was a little bit of a, a marathon, but we got through it. So uh, I hope you're ready for that that action uh, next year as we're set for, set for DBU Dallas Baptist to host the tournament. So uh, should be fun. Should be fun. I've never been to I've never been to Texas before, as a matter of fact. So that will be a great experience there you go. to go. All right, all right. Well, Paul, I really appreciate you taking the time and uh, look forward to meeting you in person. And uh, hopefully, uh, should be a fun year coming up in seventeen eighteen as we welcome Valpo into the valley. Thank you very much.